to wake up every single day with a chip on your shoulder, not an angry chip all the time, right? Of course, you got the chip where you want to go ahead and prove someone wrong, like I do. Keep that chip, but do it out of love. Do it out of proving somebody wrong in a good way, right? So just wake up every single day, destroy the day, 24 hours in the day, get your eight hours of sleep, get enough fuel to fill your body, and get after it. You have nothing to lose. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Next Podcast. I am your host, Cole Nixon. I'm a senior at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, Ohio, majoring in business marketing with a minor in data analytics. I also play football for the Battling Bishops with a love for sports and entrepreneurship. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to be able to share the knowledge and advice of sports figures and entrepreneurs with all of you. Just about every week, I try to bring on a guest who is viewed as a leader and motivator in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship business, and just life in general. A new episode is released every single Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss Motivation Monday at the end of each episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1. If you want to contact the Roughnecks Podcast about potential sponsorship or collaboration, then message us on social media or email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss any of our future episodes. Shout out to Dante Fair for the podcast music introduction and PNH Studio for the logo. Now let's get into this week's show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. We are on to episode 32 and the last episode of April, which features our commitment segment. Joining me today is a former teammate of mine who is also an entrepreneur with a ton of commitment. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) I have been wanting to bring him on and I have a very good feeling that he's going to have a good episode and possibly I might even be asking him to come back on in the future. But with that being said, welcome to the Roughnecks Podcast, Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much. I, you're definitely a good person. It was funny because I'm roommates with Dan. He was literally, we're sitting there and he goes, you need to have Jermaine on. I'm like, I need to have Jermaine on. <laughs> Who, Gowans? Yes. That's my boy, man. Gowans <laughs> is a beast. Yeah. Dude, how much did Gowans play his senior year? He started, right? Yeah, he started. He was the starting defensive end. Good, man. He was a beast. Yeah, me and him have been roommates three out of our four years, so me and him are pretty close. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But yeah, just absolute to- pleasure being here, man. Just to kick off the episode, give our Roughnecks listeners a little background about who you are. Um, I have a lot of current OU players who listen, or at least say they do. But and I know that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of the listeners now though are like the younger guys, so they don't know who you are for say. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, Jermaine Fraser Phillips. I'm from Connecticut originally. Um, New England cat. Um. At Ohio Wesleyan University, I played uh, D end. I played with. Anthony Chambers, Weege, Jerry Harper, Gary Brodak, Bo Noir, that OG squad there lead the group of guys as a, as a captain, you know what I mean, which was by far, I mean, I'm 26 now, by far the top 10 honor that I've ever had to lead these guys. So um, part of the Wolfpack, if Hootie you guys who? are listening, Hootie Hootie who? Who? Hootie who? 
Um, but yeah, that's me uh, in terms of Ohio Wesleyan. After OWU, I went over and worked for a large insurance brokerage. Really wasn't for me. I wanted to get into sales a little bit more. I went to New York at a tech startup who served the hospitality industry um, at that point. Serving the hospitality industry plus COVID-19 wasn't a good mix. So I went back to the insurance industry. And while I was there, a light bulb went off in my head. Um, and I think this is always who, who I've been as a person. I was like, dude, like, I need to start something. You know what I'm saying? I need, to, I need to go ahead and start something. I need to go ahead and cultivate my legacy and my future. So I went ahead and started a coffee business, man. Big up brew. Um, so we started plans in 2020. We've operationally been sound since April 1 um, out in the public. And it's been, it's been amazing ever since. So I'm, I'm the uh, founder and CEO of that, of Big Up Brew. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit too. But the first thing I want to talk to you, like ask you about is why OU, especially I love hearing answers from out-of-state kids because, you know, you're coming from a whole different state. You're traveling a little bit. Like I have 45 yeah. minutes, so it's nice. Like I'm home right now and I can get mm -hmm. back to campus tonight with plenty of time and not have to worry about it. But college is a big commitment and you made another even bigger commitment with the football in the mix. And I'm always, I, I'm just curious to see why you decided Ohio Wesleyan over a lot of other places that you could have probably gone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say from the beginning stages as a young person um, looking to go to a college institution, I went on my visit to Ohio Wesleyan University and it was just a good group of guys at the end of the day. It was like, man, I can get down with these guys because um, I met Weege. He was actually on my visit. I met um, Dom Wilson at the time. Met a lot of other cool cats that were super down to earth, super intelligent, but also super genuine. Those are the type of dudes that like, if they like you, man, they'll love you. If they don't mess with you, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I thought that genuine interaction was just like amazing. So it was all about just being comfortable, um, being around the people. Like for me, I'm from Connecticut. I never thought Ohio would be in the mix, but I like that Midwest charm you guys got over there, man. It's just good people, real nice, real genuine, real straight to the point. And I would say for me, it was also very important for me to also be around other, you know, people of color as well. And they had all of that. That was a beautiful thing about being from a football perspective, being at Ohio Wesleyan is that you had everybody from every background. Mm. You had people from the hood, you had people from um, the suburbs, you had people that were super wealthy, black, white, Asian, it, whatever, you, whatever you name it. I mean, I saw that and I was like, done, man. This is what football is all about. And someone that I can be involved in something like that was easy. And then you have the academic piece, right? Academically, Ohio Wesleyan, I forgot what article, considered one of the most entrepreneurial schools in, in the state of Ohio. Small stuff like that, man. I was like, man, I love football to death, um, but I also love my education. So um, it was an easy choice. Yeah, you talked about the entrepreneur side. And like, it's crazy. Going into college, I didn't really have any idea, like think, like think that I'd ever want to be an entrepreneur. And I took mm. an entrepreneurship class. And all With of a sudden, Rusty? I'm like, no, I didn't have Rusty. Rusty only does okay. it one of the semesters now. They're doing it, offering it both semesters. And they had a new guy come in who's started up multiple tech businesses. And, What's his uh, name? Uh, Steve Flaherty. Okay. Okay. He, he uh, he's the founder and CEO of uh, Nico Tech. Oh, nice. That's sick. so. But he, yeah, he did that. And like, ever since then, I've been like, man, like I've been, I don't know exactly what I want to do yet, but I like, I know I want to start a business. And that's also one of the reasons that I start continue with this podcast too, is like that class kind of pushed me to keep going with it. But do you have any 
if you could offer one piece of advice to a college student that's getting ready to decide where to, or a high school student that's getting ready to decide where to go, what would it be? A high school student getting ready to go to college? Yes. College isn't a place where you have your shit already figured out. College is a place where you figure out a little bit of your shit. Not even all of it. <laughs> like not even a lot of people go to college like I want to be a lawyer and I want to be I want to be and I want to be this and that. It's like no, go to college to like connect with people. Of course like good good grades. Don't be like me that was like, man, I kind of want the experience when they're, like I got I got good grades. But um it's all about going to college without having that expectation on your back to have everything figured out. Cuz a lot of kids that go in sweating over their major, sweating over they, what they want to do. Half the time, guys, I was an international studies major. I, most of my studies was poli-sci. Now I'm the owner of a coffee business and, <laughs> I, and I work in insurance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, don't sweat it, man. Don't sweat it all in terms of having stuff figured out. Just go ahead and have fun in college. Meet a ton of people, uh, get decent grades. But most of all, worry more about your experience um and figuring yourself out the thing yeah like you said most of the time that major you go in with you're not gonna leave with that major half Hell most no, people don't bro. i changed my major twice <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. and i i'm glad i did but like i you come in thinking one thing but then you realize like all right that's maybe not what i want to do and like you said with like your job like you have you cut you have things where you're like that you think you want to do it but then all of a sudden you're like i it's just not for me well that's the thing and a lot of people think um I want to say this in the least judgmental ways possible. And I say this as like a genuine general um, phrase, not necessarily judge people, but a lot of individuals, they think that they can't change something like extremely scared of change, especially in college where honestly change is one of those things that should be appreciated. You're there to change as much as possible. You're there to go in thinking you're going to be a lawyer. You see a little bit more about entrepreneurship. You're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. But then you're like, mm, maybe I'm not bred to be an entrepreneur, but I really like accounting and numbers. I'm not, I'm not really much of a people person. College is the exact place to change and get used to change. Because here's the reality. As soon as you're done with college, guys, you go into the real world. The real world is just literally, if I can call the real world something else in the real world, I would just straight up call it change. Mm-hmm. like stuff changes all the time I mean, you, and we saw jobs. that especially too with like covid like we saw COVID. a big change you know what i'm no saying one, everybody I mean, had to change nobody had a choice yeah man and i come to you as a 26 year old i don't have i don't even have nearly as much figured out but just from my own personal experiences man changes changes inevitable so so like you said you recently launched big up brew Hey, um, for the listeners who don't really know what Big Up Brew is, you got to go check it out. Um, I'll like I'll let you explain more in detail in a second. But like, of course, I ordered myself the hybrid blend. You can find my review on the Instagram. Actually, I'm a, on the uh, Big Up Brew Instagram. But Let's get it, to say, it's crazy good coffee. I highly recommend it. But tell us like what Big Up Brew is and why you kind of like where the idea came from. Oh, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> even before I go into that, man. I am the type of man who honestly doesn't, I don't cry, man. I don't cry at all. I think the last time, well, I cry some, from time to time if something goes on. The last time I cried like an absolute baby was probably during my last game of football. Like a lot, like, like 
tears couldn't hold it like you know anthony chambers right yeah anthony chambers him and i you know tough macho dn dudes <laughs> and we after the game man we sat in our lockers and we cried like a like, like children man we cried like babies and i cried about this this you know this big brew stuff man one day um and i only say this because <clears throat> it's something that i'm so passionate about and to answer your question here's exactly why um something like this has brought me to tears. So I'm a first generation American. My family is predominantly from Jamaica, right? And they've had to work their absolute asses off to even get me to the position that I am in. Um, we're talking about moving to from Jamaica to the states and having to figure this stuff is very tough for them and they sacrifice a whole lot for me um i also had an uncle who challenged the status quo very smart cat out of jamaica and decided hey i want to be a reggae artist i want to be a reggae artist uh, instead of doing like the status quo corporate stuff and so he started his own broadcasting station and then he went off to work with people like ub40 the clash spots like that and I started Big Up Brew because of those two things at my core. I owed something to my family for what they did. I owed them something tremendous. I owed them something great. I owed them to just at least try for what they did for me. And then you have an uncle who completely breaks barriers, helped revolutionize the sound of reggae music during the 70s, 80s. And it's like, I'm, I had to do that for my family, first and foremost. So that's number one, why I did Big Up Brew. Number two is I just see so much division between people. You know, it breaks my heart, man. I'm all about unification together. Fuck your differences. Excuse my language. Sorry. Uh, you're good. Um, anything, forget anything your differences. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Forget your differences and just get along, you know? So the term Big Up comes from Jamaican culture. It's just words of congrat congratulatory uplifting. And I wanted to go ahead and make a brand out of that. And I thought, what kind of adopts that? And it was coffee. You know what I mean? People say, you know, let's go grab a beer, but there's also let's go grab a coffee. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and rekindle that relationship that we had in the past. Let's go ahead and close down this business meeting. Let's go ahead and brainstorm. The amount of businesses that were probably created within the coffee shop and relationships and marriages rekindled and friendships, it blew my mind. It was like, oh, well, coffee is this intermediary. So I was like, okay, well, let me go and create a coffee company backed by my love for my family and my culture and backed by my love for people going ahead and being together. It's like, man, coffee easily. And we're starting now with the coffee beans. And in the future, I do want to do a CBD infused bean and do cold brew and have a brick and mortar and all of that. So they're going to be a gathering spot. So that's why I did it. So for, for family and for connectivity in short. Well, like you said, like how many times do you go in a coffee shop and how many laptops and people like meetings, business meetings, do you see going on? Like people, mm -hmm. the, the coffee shops are a meeting place. And a lot of times it's the good vibes that comes with the coffee shops and everything. Yeah. And, but dude, that story about like your family and like knowing that that's a great, it's very heartwarming. And it's Thanks, another man. thing too. It almost keeps you accountable. It, it's something, and it, it fuels your passion even more. 
man, once you said that, literally chills from my feet, chills from <laughs> my feet to my to my head was just like, oh shoot, all right, man, we're about to get in it. It's crazy when you have an intent behind you. It's crazy when you have that motive that is secular from just money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this for legacy. I'm doing this for my family. And my girlfriend would have to like, she'd have to hit me up. Like you done yet at work at doing makeup <laughs> stuff? I'm like, you gotta tear You gotta tear me from this desk to go out and do it. Not because I'm obsessed with what people would think about me, but more obsessed with what I can do for my fam. And that within itself fuels me from day to day. And even into football, Cole, right? I mean, this is on you and I share. It's like, Football fueled us. That's why we were nuts. We were nuts on the field. We were insane. <laughs> like we just blacked out and we went for it, and it was very hard to stop us. And I remember you because you were maturing into um, into a, a good ball player when I was there. It's just like when you have a motive behind behind something, there ain't no stopping you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people look for those fake motives. Like you will weed yourself out if you do something for the fake of it. I like to say. So, yeah, man, absolutely. But, I mean, like we said, being an entrepreneur is a huge commitment. And, like, you, you have those nights where you're still at work. and you. But that's the thing, too, is it, it's good that you don't, you're not doing it because, oh, I have to get this stuff done. Like, it's I want to get this done. I need to get I this done, to. but I want to. So tell mm-hmm. me, talk a little bit about how much of a commitment it is and how you handle such a huge commitment of running your own business. Yeah, man, I mean... <clears throat> First off is, <clears throat> well, I'm a sole entrepreneur right now, right? Operate by myself. You know, I've hired a couple of people for like marketing and other things, but that's that's a third party, not internally within Big Upper. So first off, you are your only motivator in the room. You don't have a coach there. You don't have anybody in the ring with you while you're going through a crazy business transaction. Of course, like I have friends that I reach out to and I was like, yo, what do you think about this? And it's fantastic. But then at the end of the day, you will have to go ahead and make that decision. So decision-making is one of those things that are just tough. And like, we're talking about big, big time decision-making to go ahead and ensure that your business goes well. But yeah, I mean, does that, I mean, that's first part of the, the question, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's essentially the biggest part doing it by yourself is tough dude so it is i mean yeah and ask your question again too so i can go ahead and like how did, i guess question. like how do you handle it like what is the big thing like how do you motivate yourself again essentially then like oh. if you if like you are your own motivator so i mean obviously your family is a big motivator for you too but is there anything else that like really fuels it and motivates it yeah man i mean i think that being a brother in america kind of does it um, Cause you look, you, you know, you looked, you look past, man. You see that all the time. You got a chip on your shoulder. You just got a, you just got this heavy chip on your shoulder of just individuals doubting you. And I don't, I don't recommend that people operate like that, but that's personally how I operate. Like we were ball players, Cole, you know what I'm saying? That's how we operated. Someone was in front of our face and they were like, I'm blocking, but like, hell no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, you're not blocking me. And that's exact mentality that I bring. It's like, I see you doubting me. I see you following me in a grocery store. You you called me the N-word one time. You you said that I couldn't go ahead and uh couldn't go ahead and go to go to college. Um you said this, you said that, you know, you said that. And it's kind of like a fuck you campaign. 
mm-hmm. whispering that because family's in the house. <laughs> it's kind of like a fuck you campaign. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, that's a, another piece of fuel. All the doubters, the haters, the, all of that. But on top of that, man, even the people that are rooting for me, like yourself, man, I can't let, I can't let people down. Same thing as a captain. I was like, damn, man, my knee is falling apart, but I can't let these guys down at all. I can't let my brothers down. I can't let the providers down. You know what I mean? That was something about your class switching to a football sense, though. You guys were all old men and broken, but when it came to the game, broken. you guys were like broken freaking uh, Brad. Brad was in a boot, I think, like every week. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Brodak treatment. But yeah, he, for real. And then like you and Chambers, like you guys were hurting, but like I've never seen a group of guys that was honestly hurting and like going through injuries, dealing with that, but still every week gave everything they had yeah. on the field. And that was something like, too, it was yeah. like inspiring. Cause like, I mean, I was a freshman when you guys were seniors and like, we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. I remember coming in and I'm like, damn, like I got a lot yeah. to like hold myself. Like I got to be up to that level. Like I got to work my way mm-hmm. up to that level because I don't want to let these guys down. And that's always the thing. Like once alumni graduate, you'd never want to, you, they come back for games and then that makes you like all right like we can't lose the day because like they are here watching yeah. us and they're like they've been in our shoes and stuff it's that brotherhood you know what i mean and i think that's i hope this doesn't get me in trouble <laughs> but um i'm just being my truth i mean i talk to this all the time about what what it is foundationally how important it is to be a man you know what i'm saying foundationally that's that's to me that's what I think a lot of our culture loses is that is that that sacred harshness, that sacred like internal like brush it off of being a man. And I'm not saying don't be in touch with your feelings. I'm not saying um, be an asshole. I'm not saying be abrasive. But I'm telling you, yo, you got to grit up. And that's something that Coach D said a lot. Grit was kind of the the difference between it. And that's the thing. It's like we were trying to be men for you guys. You know what I'm saying? We were trying to we were trying to buck up and be men for you. We were trying to fight for you. And I think definition-wise, as I continue to learn in my life to be a man, I think the first time that I had to be a man was as as a captain or as a senior or whatever, man. And you think that it was cold. You guys think that it was just just us and our own personal interest. We looked at you guys, we we're like, yo, man, we gotta show them the way. We gotta do all of that. We always thought about everybody and Maybe sometimes I didn't talk to everybody as much as I should. And that's something that, <clears throat> that I want, you know, I want to want to make sure I connect with everybody, but we did it all for you, man. That's it. You almost, I like, I kind of, as I just went through it, you, you're setting the standard. Cause I mean, I remember one yeah. day at practice, we, we were honestly defense. We were getting our butts kicked, which, you know, doesn't happen yeah. very often. Defense doesn't, doesn't get happen. their butts kicked. <laughs> and we were getting our butts kicked. And I remember I like, we were, us seniors we were pissed on the sideline and like one of the mm-hmm. freshmen was like why are you guys so angry we're like and then we had to like kind of like like this is not the standard we don't lose we don't lose at practice we don't lose we never like our defense is my four years there i can probably count on both hands how many times we've had like got our butts kicked at practice because it just doesn't usually happen yeah but yeah, it's, it it's setting happen. it's setting the standard and bringing those guys up to that standard because they don't know that standard when they come in yeah, I mean, that's how it is. Like, as a defensive player, we had to be dogs, man. We had to be dogs. Like, mm-hmm. if, we, if we lost, we were, like, we were upset. We hated it, man. We hated it. 
Um, but no, I, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Yeah, because like our last game that we had, we won, but the defense, none of the defense was happy. And I remember one of the freshmen was like, "Why, like we won? Why, why aren't you happy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm glad we won, but we gave up 38 points and had zero takeovers, zero takeaways." Which, mm-hmm. you know, in Coach D, that does not make Coach D happy. So, like, that doesn't fly. I don't care that, if you win. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm very glad that we didn't have to watch film on Monday because it would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been terrible. Yes. It would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been real terrible. But switching yeah, back bro. to the uh, talk about Big Up, um, what do you think was yeah, the course. hardest thing about starting the business? And what do you think was the easiest thing about starting the business? Woo! the sacrifice of not spending time with family as much was definitely is definitely the biggest thing because i do have the nine to five after the nine to five i'm cooking towards the big up stuff so i'm getting home a lot a lot of times out of the week i'm getting home late and me personally it's like it's just tough like when you want to be around a little bit more and you just know that you got you got stuff to do. It's a decision you have to make. And I never want to, you know, when I have kids one day, of course, like I'll, you know, adjust my schedule. But like being away from family is definitely the, the toughest thing, man. 100%. And that's the, something I've talked about. Actually, I think every commitment episode this month um, with commitment comes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got it's a hard sacrifice to make sometimes, but it's also like. You're doing some things now. It's not always going to be, you know, you're working late every mm-hmm. single night. You got because you just started. It's a lot that you have to figure out until you can grow a little bit and become a little more. I want to call it stable, but like, you know, like just a little more routine and under like things are smoother. So, yeah. But with commitment, course, that's man. the biggest thing with commitment comes sacrifice of something rather. A hundred percent, man, because commitment is literally uh, times cousin, right? Like, mm-hmm. but that's definitely the hardest thing. Stuff the hardest thing. And then you said the easiest thing. Yeah. What's the easiest you think? Woo. Nothing's really easy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, what's it easy? But there are parts of it that honestly, they're easy, man. I mean, the easiest part was certainly taking that step to do it, believe it or not that decision for me was just like instantaneous. Um, and that was at the point where execution wasn't really in the room yet. But for me, the easiest play, the easiest part was actually deciding the decision to start to do it. Oh, I'm doing this hundred percent doing that. Cause it's just a, it's a switch of your mind and that's it. That's, that's all it is. It's not the actual practice of doing it, but the, the decision. That's was definitely interesting easiest though. Goal. That's interesting because of the fact that, usually for a lot of people that is the hardest step for them to take yeah and that's good that you have that it's like i like you said though you have something that fuels it and that's like Mm -hmm. my topics that i'm doing it almost (laughs) works out as well with what you're saying because i'm doing them in a this year throughout every month and like it was inspiration passion mindset and then now commitment and it's like Mm -hmm. everything comes with an inspiration and then that passion for that thing starts to grow even more when you have that inspiration yeah. and then your mindset, like you said, you got to flip that mindset. You got to, all right, yeah. take the step. And then now you're, you got to commit to it. Like you're now you're already there. You, you just got to full go and commit. 
Yeah, man. And I have to give props to my Lord and Savior, you know what I mean? And I say this all the time. It's like every single decision that I've ever made has already been made. It's already written in some book somewhere, like you know, everything is. So why be afraid to make a decision that, that, with a decision that was already made? Yeah. It's already done. It's already, you, you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think commitment is tough. Even as a ball player when we were in college, shoot, man, class <laughs> with, cl- plus football, that was crazy. Uh, the worst, too, was, you know, the 6 a.m. lifts, right? And then I had an 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, and then you'd have to go straight from lifting straight to class. And it was yeah, well, so easy, too, just be like, eh, I'll just go back to the room, <laughs> you know? Well, let me make a point, man. Once you say that real quick while, while we go into the next part. As a freshman, during 6 a.m. lifts, what do, what do you think my – Ruble's demeanor was, Chambers' demeanor was from the outside looking into him? Like, looking at his face and his demeanor, what do you think that – did they seem excited? Oh, hell no. No, no. It's like – that's the thing. It's like we always – we're all going through it with commitment. <clears throat> and a lot of times we don't really look excited for that. But we're still going to get the job done, right? There's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of things in the commitment trial where it's like, damn, this sucks. I got to spend $1,000 on this. No, heck no. But, man, I mean, with the commitment, it sucks at surface, but we get it done, you know? 100%. So as an entrepreneur, is there one piece of recommendation that you could give to someone who wants to be an, uh, an entrepreneur or is starting their own business right now? Um, don't force it. I think having the personal awareness to know if you are an entrepreneur or not is important because there's a lot of entrepreneur be kind of became this is i forgot what podcast was listening that uh mentioned this but being an entrepreneur kind of became like this sexy Mm -hmm. what's up like i'm an entrepreneur baby you know what i'm saying like go to the club you know what i'm saying tell someone you're an entrepreneur they're like oh really yeah exactly you know what i'm saying so um it kind of became this this status almost and what do we do as humans we seek status in any way possible even if that status isn't directly for us right yeah and first of all i'd recommend if you are just looking for status it's not for you to me being an entrepreneur is this bubble inside of you just like this boiling um this absolute necessity to go ahead and be it I think once you have that, you're good, right? Because I personally, I don't like it when people tell me what to do. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like my goal is definitely over time to do this full time. But it's like, once you have that boil inside of you, like, oh, I need to do something for myself, then that's good. So, and then for the people that have that and just know that they have it, 100%, just make the decision, man. Most of the people that are listening to me, you said they're they're in college right now. Most of my listeners, yeah, are probably college age students. You guys don't have anything to lose. Nothing. Are you guys kidding me? You have nothing to lose. Even as I am right now, I have barely anything to lose. Big up brew can be a bust. I I want try my absolute best, everything <laughs> within my power to make sure it's not. But it could be a bust. And I tried it, man. I tried it. And it was fun. It was meaningful. I have people reaching out to me talking about how they're inspired. It's like, 
for me, from my perspective, my job's done, man. God, mm-hmm. God put us on this earth to inspire others. And if I inspired one person already through this big uproot stuff, technically speaking, whew, we're good. Yeah. Job well done. You know what I'm saying? Now I want to keep going and inspire more people and bring more people together. But if you're going to do it, do it now. You have nothing to fear. Try something out. Do exactly what Cole's doing. Do your podcast. Have these conversations. Meet people. Don't be afraid to shake someone's hands. Don't be afraid to network. Like, if you got that bubble, it's going to be easy for you. But don't be afraid to just mess up. Yes. Like, if you have some money, if you have $1,000 to $2,000 cash on you right now, and you just know that you don't have any bills, you can put that towards something right now. And mm-hmm. you can do something real cool, man. So just do it. Especially if you're in your 20s, man. And there's a lot of people that probably aren't even in their 20s listening to this right now. Just go ahead and do it, guys. Well, you never know what's going to happen. Like, what if what if they never started Google or they never started Amazon? Like, what if they mm-hmm. never tried? Our world would be a little bit different. But, like, you really got to look at it. Nothing, Nothing's good. Not, you're never, nothing's going to succeed if you don't try. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. And even for me, death is my... Got bugs and everything outside. <laughs> uh, not to be morbid, death is one of my biggest motivators, personally. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, uh, man, if I I could die tomorrow, shoot, what do I have to lose? I can die, especially right now with going what's going on. Um, and it's super sad to hear it all, but like, death is death is inevitable. It could happen to anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna be there on your deathbed, and you're gonna like regret not doing what you're doing. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? So just go ahead and do it. It's just an inevitability with it. And failure is okay. Failure is good, man. I failed so many times. Like I have a ton of failure stories. If you guys ever want to hear that, <laughs> but like I fail a lot, man. It's okay. It only builds well, character, you know. Exactly. Like I mean, I look. This is not my first podcast. This is my second attempt at a podcast. Like my first podcast was a failure. Yeah. But now, I mean, I'm not saying I'm where I want to be, but I'm 32 episodes in, and I'm like I'm getting some cool people. Like I'm getting people like you, and I'm getting so a lot of cool people to want to come on, and it's yeah. growing, and it's like. I learned a lot from mm-hmm. that first podcast of what not to do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that's what, that's the thing. People like, don't be afraid to fail because those failures. Yeah. It sucks to fail. No one wants to fail, but yeah. you learn more from your failures than you ever will your successes. Yeah, man. hundred percent with failures. And I think failures is in alignment with the idea of commitment. Like even like to tell you guys a quick story while I was in college, right. Since we're the majority college listeners, I was in college. I got this internship at Northwestern Mutual. I'm from Connecticut. I had to rent a space in Ohio for four months, five months, whatever, four months, three months, whatever the school year uh, summer was. Rent it out, get everything set up, get my furniture moved in. All right, moved in, settled. Go to Northwestern Mutual, man. Training's great. Everything's great. You got to take this test, right? If you fail this test a certain amount of times, you're done. I was paying attention to other things. You know what I'm saying? I made the mistake of not studying enough, man. I failed that test and I had had gotten kicked out of this program. <laughs> Mind you, I took another insurance test for my current job and I completely destroyed it, right? Did it really go out in the future. But did the test. I was like, oh, shoot. I needed this internship this year because I'm going into my senior year. Was my senior? Yeah, I'm going to my senior year next year. And I need something on my resume to say so that I can get a job. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, freaking out. All the recs were filled. I gave all the alumni calls that I knew of from Ohio Wesleyan University. And then I remembered I did a interview with this cat in New York. So I gave him a ring. It's like, yo, bro, 
this situation happened. You know, can you help me out? Can you help me out? He's like, yeah, you know, come in. We're interviewing you. It's at a solar company, right? He had, it was actually for like door-to-door sales for Verizon, but he moved to a solar company. He's like, yeah, come over, come in, come in. So I packed all my stuff up in Ohio, got in my Chevy Malibu, um, 04 Chevy Malibu, just packed everything up. All that investment, gone. Boom. Lost money right there. <laughs> Moving in all that time. Driving into the office, whatever. So I drove to New York. The next day or the next, I forgot the time frame, but I believe it was the next day or the day after that. I was suit and tie in the office in New York, interviewing these people. All right, suit and tie. Um, did really well the first interview. Tough interview. It was for a sales position. Went back. I was actually at my dad's crib <clears throat> for a little while. Went back, did the second interview. Crushed it. Did real well. And they offered me the job, man. And here's what happened. I learned how to do sales. I learned how to do sales. I learned how to pique people's interest. I learned how to sell things from that directly. I created long-lasting relationships that honestly um, carry on till this day. For this specifically, I learned way more at this failure mm-hmm. opportunity than I would have at my regular Northwestern yeah. Mutual. Northwestern Mutual is a great company. We're not saying anything bad. About yeah. It. At this at this company, Northwestern Mutual is great, but I'm talking about gritty New York sales, Queens, New York, Brooklyn, all of that. Uncomfortable situations, knocking on door to door to sell solar panels, dogs lit out on you. <laughs> like it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. It was nuts. But all I'm saying is, guys, here's the thing that happens out of fear quite often is exactly what's right for you or failure, excuse me, is quite often what works out for you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so long that you, in the segments about commitment, so long that you keep that commitment. In that instance, for me in college, that commitment was to get stuff on my resume and to learn. So long that you keep that commitment and adjust to the change that we were talking about, you'd be Gucci, man. Yeah. You'd be Gucci. And honestly, that situation will honestly be, be much better for you. So that's my failure story um, from college. If anybody's worried about going ahead and doing <laughs> stuff. So I'm going to ask you this on the final commitment question, at least I have. Of course. What does it mean to commit? In your opinion, what does it truly, like if, if you had to tell, like almost define it, what does it mean? I'm trying to not come up with like a cheesy, like motivation video <laughs> <laughs> type, type quote, man. All my boys, if anyone's listened to this, they're like, man, J-Man is about to say something cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I think... My personal definition of commitment, man, this is a good one. This is a good one. Hold on. This is a real good one. Well, I think the key to commitment from my perspective is definitely your ability to, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. This is tough. This is tough, bro. Definition. Cole, what's your definition of commitment? And then we'll go off in mine. <laughs> so like for me personally Tough. when i think about it i guess it's like when you say you're gonna do something yeah you do it because in my like i value somebody's work mm-hmm. if you're like if i say i ask you hey you know i'm moving or something hey can you help me move mm-hmm. and you say yes but then you come up with six excuses for why you can't you i lost a lot of value and respect for you because i mean yes i know there's also things that do happen like where instances like things happen but then like you know the first time i might give you a pass but then after a while it's like 
if you, uh, you say you're going to do something, if you say you're going to help me, or if you, even if you say you're going to do something for yourself, like I truly, like me, I used to, I used to chew a lot uh, yeah. like, all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. and I always said, Oh, I'm going to quit, but I never committed. I never actually did like, yeah, I did it for like a week or two and then I'd be back doing it. And I'd always have an excuse. So my thing is like yeah. with commitment, if you say you're going to do something, you can't make an excuse because at the end of the day, excuses are just a way out of it. The easy way. Yeah, out man. Of it. yeah. So that's kind of like what commitment to me. Yeah. I mean, I got mine. I got mine now. Okay. You can be, for example, I'll explain and then I'll give my, give my definition. You can be in a loving relationship, right? Where someone loves you, right? Someone loves you so much. And even though this person loves you, they aren't 100% there all the time. They're not 100% loyal or committed or X, Y, Z, but they still love you, right? Um, I think a lot of people can still have a burning passion for something, entrepreneurship, being a mom, being a dad, being a business person. And every once in a while, they can, they can turn the light switch on and they can turn the light switch off. But I think commitment to me is, the def is also interchangeable with the word consistency. Commitment and consistency is it. Yeah. It's not necessarily, hey, I know I, I want to work out four times, two times a week. And I still want to bench 405. It's like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna bench 405 or be puny with a 30315. It's not 315 still a good lift. With 315 <laughs> uh, bench working out two times a week, you're not going to get to that 405. Like, no. I'm sorry. Like, you're still committed in a sense but you're not truly committed unless mm -hmm. you have that consistency from my angle. Yeah. So once you have that consistency, once you keep on going, once you keep that light switch on and listen, take your rest, really important. I'm on Lake George, New York right now, and I got the woods behind me, everything. I'm chilling. I'm not working. I'm not working much today. I shouldn't say <laughs> it's just, it's just consistency and that's it. Well, I think too, like there is a different, like you said, truly committed. I think there's a difference between commitment and being truly, truly commitment and consistency is that bridge, like to get mm -hmm. to that truly committed, it comes is the consistency. So that's actually really yeah. good. And honestly, guys, one of the biggest things that I realize for the football players listening, take a look at your coaches. Next time you've looked at them, take a look at coach D, take a look at Watts, take a look at Ward, take a look at Cotter. These guys have been coaching for years and years and years and years, and they have not stopped. Mm -mm. So my biggest thing is like, you guys definitely appreciate them more than you appreciate them now, because they are probably the most committed human yes. beings that you guys even see, see at the end. And honestly, it took me years to really realize that about my coaches, but these guys are dogs. You don't realize they're waking up at the same exact time you're waking up. They're probably waking up before <laughs> they're, me. They're waking up before them <laughs> Yeah. while you're in classes. They also are in their classes trying to come up with play calling so that you guys can succeed. Like all those coaches, if you want to go and look at the definition of commitment, watch these coaches. Literally just watch them. They're not lazy coaches at all. They go in and do whatever. I still, even Coach Carter, for example, I, I talk to Coach Carter all the time. I talk to Coach Carter all the time. That's my guy. And the thing is commitment isn't just in that current 
mission with your coaches and your friends, like Cole and my other friends and teammates, that commitment just lasts forever. Once you mm-hmm. have true commitment, man, that's when you have like that brotherhood. That's when you have that loyalty, all of that. So definitely watch your coaches, man. They're, they're beyond some of the most committed people on this earth. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause I remember I'll never, I swear coach D does nothing but watch film nothing, because right? there's times in the, like I played corner last year and I'd be on the sideline and he'd literally say, get out early, come back. They're throwing a little out to the tight end. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And they throw the out to the tight end. I'm like, how, how does he know this? Yeah, like, how does he know this thing? <laughs> like he's drawing, literally like man. just sitting there, like he knows what's going to happen, but it's because he's committed to knowing everything about the other team that, that's coming. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the difference. I think that's it. And let's be honest. Everyone falls into ruts from some time when they kind of lose that consistency. Everyone mm-hmm. does for humans. That's how it goes. Sometimes I'm like, shoot, I'm not touching any weights this week. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I haven't been in the weight room since the season. Yeah, ended, so. yeah for real, man. <laughs> but you got to find that one thing that makes you burn, man. There's no way that I'll ever go a full week without touching Big Up Bro. Mm-hmm. Ever. So long that it breathes and it lives ever, man. So y'all just got to figure out what that is for you. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way with the podcast. Like, I could. there's times where I'm doing homework and I think of something. And I've learned, too. Like, when I start, when I get an idea in my head, all right, this homework can wait for 10 minutes while I figure this out because I'll forget it. And I, cause I've even started putting notes on my phone, like guest ideas or stuff like that. I've, it's became such a passion and like it fuels. And then all of a sudden, like it's all you think about all the time and you want to just continue to build and grow it. Yeah, man. And it's amazing what you're doing with the podcast, man. Like I, I was super pumped when you came out with it and um, you've had some awesome guests. I know one of the guests was from like a clothing brand you're going to talk to this week right one of your favorite spots uh yeah he works for yee apparel he man, does the marketing up, there man. yeah it's, i mean um, honestly i don't rock right like that but i hear <laughs> you know from what from what i saw i was like yeah that's what's up man i mean he works his like boss i guess for say is a country artist like he's a country singer that's pretty well known so i mean that's it's awesome. like it's kind of cool and then uh the following week i actually have someone who was a bronze medalist in the wheelchair olympics so that's nice. gonna be cool too um but man yeah. you have those two and you're like and then there's jermaine <laughs> no you're a great guest you're a great guest uh, thanks, i love brother. i love people who have started their uh business and like i i'm for personally intrigued in that kind of stuff so um and you've you obviously you're a great person to come and talk about like lessons and things uh you you're a very motivational type of person thanks man i mean um it's just going through life, man. You went through life at a young age. And honestly, I'm just blessed to be here to even have this conversation with you guys is, is tremendous. Um, you have these and you're like, I'm, I don't feel deserving. I feel like I deserve <laughs> to have the conversations, man. But nonetheless, it's like, yeah, really, really, really happy to be here. And I really appreciate you. But speaking of motivation, with that being said, it's time for the best segment of the podcast, which Let's is Motivation Monday. Oh. Motivation Mondays, where I allow my guests to give a little motivational or inspirational bump at our listeners as they listen on their Monday morning. Because I had a guest, yeah. Corey Hare, who said, you know, Monday sets the tone. And that's kind of like what I use this Motivation Monday as. So, like, what kind of week do you want to have? So I'm excited to hear what you have to say for our Roughnecks listeners. So let's hear what your motivation Monday is. Wow, I gotta get like I gotta get like my. Uh, well, now I can be the motivational yes, speaker. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to all my boys and everything, I can go ahead and do that. Wake up every single day with a massive chip on your shoulder. 
wake up every single day with a massive chip on your shoulder. When I say you won't succeed anything worth living out of hate, out of anger, out of any of that, it just won't happen. For me, wake up. Go to the Bible. Love thy neighbor for going to it directly. Love thy neighbor. Be intentional. Be loving. Be kind. Right? Be passionate. Have purpose every single day that you wake up because you never know if that is your last day at the end of the day. You never know when your last Mm -hmm. is. You do not want to be in your deathbed knowing that you had beef with somebody else that you could have go when it rekindled. You never want to be in your deathbed or being fired from a job that you love so much, but you're lazy at uh, because you want to go out and do something. You never want to be in that position. So wake up every single day with a chip on your shoulder, not an angry chip all the time, right? Of course, you got the chip where you want to go out and prove someone wrong like I do. Keep that chip, but do it out of love. Do it out of proving somebody wrong in a good way, right? So just wake up every single day, destroy the day, 24 hours in a day, get your eight hours of sleep, get enough fuel to fill your body and get after it. You have nothing to lose. Dude. That's all I got. I knew you, I knew you'd have something good for motivation Monday. I knew it, but I, I love what you, the, the whole chip on your shoulder. Like I, I, I hate when people say, Oh, I hate my doubters. I hate you because you doubt me. No, go tell them. I love you. you. Go tell them. Thank you. you. Yeah, exactly. I love you. You need those people in your life. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't understand. And it's, but, oh, dude, with that, I think that's a good, that's a, that's a wrap on episode 32 of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you, Jermaine, so yeah. much for coming on, man. I had a blast chatting with you and catching up. Um, hopefully, I can get you on again in the future. If any of the listeners want to hear Jermaine, comment on the Instagram post for this episode and say, more Jermaine. And we might we might have to bring you back on. Oh, Where- we'll see what happens, man. I would love to come back for the entrepreneurs, talk about the steps of starting a business, mm-hmm. the technicalities with it, anything you guys want to hear. Where can people follow you or Big Up Brew on uh, social media? Um, you guys can follow me on my personal page. It's J Fraser P. So J F R A Z E R P. You can also follow us over at Big Up Brew. So it's B I G U P B R E W. Don't be shy. Come reach out, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to connect with as many people as possible. I really don't care if you're an entrepreneur or not. I just really like people. We love connecting with them, having a conversation. So if you guys want to talk, I'm always um, uh, I'm always here. For the football players, whether you guys know me or not, you are my brother and you don't know it. You don't know it yet, but you will know if you guys go and talk. I love every single one of you guys, even if I have never met you before. So feel free to reach out. Be sure, definitely check out Big Up Brew. Trust me, it's worth it. Go get yourself some of the coffee. I've had the hybrid, highly recommend. My roommate got the smooth, what is it, smooth Nicaraguan? Smooth Nicaraguan, yeah. Yes. He all, he, I've, I haven't tried it yet, but he has, and he said it's really good. Trust yeah. me, just go get yourself some. Um, the order, you did it, the order was quick, too. You got it out quick, man. Like, Speed, I think it baby. Was like three days, <laughs> and I already had it. And I was like, it worked out perfect because I just ran out of coffee the day before. <laughs> so I needed coffee. Yeah. But yeah. thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode. I have a special guest next week and definitely the week after. You won't want to miss them. But until next week, you know the deal. Grab the bull by the horns. Life is hard and will knock you down. But you have to get up and grab the bull of life by the horns and take control of our lives. But for now, Roughnecks out.
Oh, thank you.